0: Access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment, and before undertaking a new health care regimen, including EE system. The Links and Locks Podcast. Podcast.
1: Better than most, better than most.
0: Better than most. <laughs> winner, winner, trick <chicken laughs> dinner! Yeah. Four.
1: You got real talent. Don't concentrate on God. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Links and Locks Podcast, the DFS edition. I'm Jason Sobel from Golfbet. He is Len Hochberg from Roto-Wire. As always, we are going to break down the entire DFS field for this week's 3M Open, but we would be remiss if we don't look back before we start looking ahead. The Open Championship, the 150th Open Championship, won by not Rory McIlroy, not Cam Young. Cameron Smith, the man with the mullet actually becomes the second player with a mullet to win at St. Andrews follows in the footsteps of John Daly. But what a performance from Cam Smith, especially on Sunday and uh, even more especially on that back nine, a back nine, six under 30. He just rolled in everything he needed to.
2: Yeah. And uh, I, I guess back in the 1800s or the 1700s, or maybe they all had mullets or long hair while playing uh, the old course. But yeah, I was reflecting on it, and it was like little cuts. They were It was so precision. It was There were no big swings, and you know, Smith birdied 10, but then McElroy came back and birdied 10, and then it was still two shots, and then he birdied 11, and okay, and then he birdied 12. And before you knew it, uh, it was too late for McElroy. It was an incredible performance by, by Smith, you know, they everyone was saying Rory did nothing wrong and largely, yes, but everyone was going low except those that last group. So uh they needed to go a little bit lower. Would It would have been a good story, Rory.
1: Yeah, I like how Rory put it immediately afterwards, finding the perspective to say that I didn't really do anything wrong, but I didn't really do anything right either. And that really summed up exactly what, kind of what happened to him. I think that Rory McIlroy went in playing, a little bit defensive as soon as Victor Hodland fell off the pace a little bit. Figured, hey, if I keep hitting fairways and greens, no one's going to beat me. All of a sudden, Cameron Smith made the turn and stepped on the gas pedal. I think Rory just didn't even know what hit him. And all of a sudden, it was like he, was, he had Smith up against the ropes in the eighth round of a title fight. And he was punching, punching, punching. And all of a sudden, like Rocky in Rocky Four. Smith comes back and just starts throwing haymakers. And Rory's like, wait, what's going on? How is this happening to me? And he just couldn't refocus and re-strategize quick enough to turn it from defense to playing offense. And that's how Cam Smith is our 150th open champion. And I, I have a feeling Cam Smith was doing some better things with the Claret Jug than Rory McIlroy would have done anyway on Sunday evening. So let's get into this week, Glenn. The 3M Open, uh, it is a bit of a culture shock going from the fast and firm links of the old course to... TBC Twin Cities, just outside of Minneapolis, where uh, you got to be long, you got to be straight off the tee, any other game theory type uh, type uh, strategies for this week?
2: Yeah, this is an interesting tournament, uh, only three years old for, for, the, uh, for the PGA Tour players. The seniors, champions, used to play here, and they tore this course apart. Uh, I think the record was 25 under for three rounds. So twenty five hundred and fifty four holes, you're birdieing pretty much every other hole, and they have toughened it for this for the PGA Tour players. It opened in twenty nineteen with a twenty one under. Remember that was Matthew Wolfe and Colin Morikawa and and Bryson DeChambeau like eagling, uh, having an eagle off at the end of uh, at the tournament, and that was really exciting. Then it dipped to nineteen under last year and 15, uh, two years ago, 19 under, and 15 under last year. So I made a note to myself uh, after last year's tournament, it's not quite the birdie fest that we saw the first couple of years. There are so many water balls. There are more water balls at this course than anywhere, even sawgrass. Uh, land of the 10,000 lakes, so uh, it stands to reason. Water on 15 to of the 18 holes. Um, there were more than about 250 double bogeys uh, on the Twin Cities course last year, and 50 triples or worse. There are a lot of big numbers out there, especially on 17 and 18. So I'm shifted my thinking from just flat-out birdie fest to really having to find some guys who were who were bogey avoidance. Uh, like I said, 15 under last year uh, won the tournament. Cam Cameron Champ. Um, did not, um, had only one over par hole on the entire uh, weekend. That was a double bogey on Saturday. He putted out of his mind. That will be a consideration this week. So kind of fascinating from uh, from a lot of different perspectives.
1: Yeah, Len, I think people look at the fact that Matthew Wolf won here in the inaugural event three years ago. Uh, Cameron Champ won last year. Bryson DeChambeau, Tony Finau, Jonathan Vegas have all been top three over the last handful of years and so it stands to reason just based on those names that you've got to be a big hitter places just over 7,400 yards but if you start looking around there are a lot of guys who are not big hitters whatsoever who have been on this leaderboard as well so I wouldn't get too sucked in just based on the narrative of here's who won here's who else has been right up there over the last few years I do think though that long and straight off the tee is more important this week than most other weeks look long and straight off the tee is always good it's it's always uh most golf courses in the world if you hit 320 right down the middle you're going to be in decent shape i just think it's more important this week than most others so i'm looking for good drivers of the golf ball all right let's start breaking down this top tier we've only got three guys who are in five digit territory this week but i'll go all the way down to nine thousand there aren't too many of them tony finau starts in at ten five followed by Hideki Matsuyama, Sunjay JM Sahith Thigawa, Adam Hadwin, Maverick McDealy, and Davis Riley. What are you looking at here? What do you like? What do you hate?
2: Yeah, you know, I mean, we have some guys who are coming over from St. Andrews, and uh, I know they're not flying spirit air like we would, but uh, it's still a bit of a, you know, a travel is a bit of a consideration this week. And, and just mentally, uh, I mean, none of these guys was really in contention, so it wasn't tough in that regard, but it's got to be a bit of a, bit of a come down. I'm a little wary of that. Um, i a little surprised that Finau and Matsuyama are here even because they got to get ready for the playoffs in three weeks. You know, M is, is a, it seems to be robotic and that he can just keep going week after week after week. He didn't have a good week last week, but he has played well here in the past, and he's a, he's a guy I turn to when I look for bogey avoidance. He's second on tour in bogey avoidance. I'll probably have some shares of Sung J.M. Adam Hadwin at 9,600. We know he's finished in the top six here two of the three years. He's not a long hitter. Uh, you know, of course, what you say is right. Long and accurate is uh, the, is fantastic, but short and accurate is better than long and inaccurate. Because you'll be in the water. Um, So uh, Adam Hadwin has shown he's done well. Davis Riley, we have not seen him since the Travelers. He's as well-rested as anyone in this field and one of the top guys in the field. And probably among the guys who weren't in the open, probably the best golfer there. I know I will look to him as well.
1: Yeah. So uh, the first few lineups I made, as soon as the prices came out on Monday afternoon, Len, I looked at them and I... I plugged in just, without even looking at price, I was plugging in names, names that I like. And on each occasion, I was leaving 1,000, 2,000 on the table because I was largely fading this top tier. Now, looking at it again, I can get behind a little Tony Finau. He's made the cut in 10 of his last 11. He's got at least a high floor there. But you're right. He should be a little tired after that long flight over from St. Andrews. Hideki Matsuyama Interest me a little bit. Final round 67. Maybe something clicked for him again. A completely different golf course, but hey, just maybe something kind of got going for him in the final round, and he's going to take that to Minnesota. I really like Sahithi Gala, but there were some rumors circulating on the weekend. It was maybe a back injury or some other sort of injury that he was dealing with. If indeed that is the case, I'm going to hold off on him for a couple of days where. Uh, recording this right now, late Monday afternoon. And so uh, we'll see what he has to say about his own game. We'll see what he has to say about his health, but I'm at least going to wait a couple of days, get to like get into Wednesday and see if there's any talk about Sahith and how he's feeling. He said nothing in this post-round press conference. Maybe I'm just making it up. Maybe I heard wrong. Maybe it was just all rumor and gossip, but uh, I do like him if indeed he is a hundred percent healthy. And then I go to Maverick McNeil, who's played, uh, fantastic golf, had two missed cuts uh, not that long ago, which he never misses a cut. That's going back to last year that he had uh, last missed one. And then since then has three finishes of 16th or better. He is the prototypical high, high, high floor player that even – I get it you want to play a, a ceiling guy at that price more than a floor guy, but I think he's this coming generation's version of Charles Howell III – and I, I love throwing him into lineups, especially against inferior fields like we have this week, because I just know that he's just going to show up. He's not going to have a bad week. All right, moving down to the 8,000s. It starts with Cameron Davis, and then gives us another Cameron, Cameron Tringali. Hey, never know. We're fresh off a big week for Cameron's last week. Chez Reeve coming off a win at the Barracuda. Adam Long, JT Poston, Brendan Steele, Martin Laird, Nick Hardy. Where are you going?
2: Yeah, I, you know, I find myself uh, gravitating more to guys who you wouldn't normally think of on this course, because like you said, long, Um, but I want to get guys who aren't going to go in the water. And it's almost like the tortoise and the hare or the hare and the tortoise. The the hare can get there really fast, but if he goes in the water, then the tortoise is going to just, you know, scoot by him there. Adam Long, not long, $8,600. He was runner up here in 2020 uh, when Michael Thompson, by the way, not a long hitter, won the tournament. 25th last year. Very accurate off the tee. Excellent putter. Uh, You know, I always like to say there's more than one way to win a golf tournament. And I think if you can, you know, stay in the fairway, not go in the water, avoid trouble, make some putts. Adam Long, he's made uh, three cuts in a row, all top 25s. Canadian, not the not all the cupcake tournaments that we've had the last few weeks, but Canadian Open, Travelers. Uh, Brendan Steele, I like. I will let you speak uh, uh, eloquently about about him. I'll move on to Martin Laird, my boy. Uh, similar to Steele, great ball striker, not a good putter. You know, I'll take my chances when they get to the weekend that maybe they can get something going. But really, my first thought is always to get six for six. Um, Martin Laird, 8,200.
1: Yeah, I will start the 8,000s range with Cam Davis up at the top. He, he tends to make some big numbers. You were talking about a lot of water on the golf course. He's a good driver of the golf ball, but uh, we're going to see some birdies. We're going to see some big numbers from Cam. So just know that if you're going to play him. But I do like him this week. Coming off a title contention at the Barracuda last week at the bottom of the 8,000s, we've got Nick Hardy who has played really well lately. I mean, you go back, looking at him last, let's see, five starts on the PGA Tour, 13th at the Barracuda, 30th at the John Deere, 8th at the Travelers, 14th U.S. Open, 35th RBC Canadian. The guy just shows up every single week. And until he shows me that he's not going to show up at a number that is less than the average price per player in the lineup, I will throw him in. And then you mentioned it, Brendan Steele... Brendan Steele, Brendan Steele, Brendan Steele. I just want to be able to hit the ball higher, a little bit farther. Steele with a rip off the 12th. Oh.
0: Hard to beat. Wow. That was just jammed in. It was the man of steel. How good was that? Wow.
1: I texted with him this morning. He's never played this event. And I texted him, I said, Minnesota? Huh? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to play the next couple of weeks. I said, this is a perfect spot for you. If I was... Uh, being consulted, I would tell you to show up here. This is all about good driving. He is fourth on the PGA Tour in strokes gained off the tee. Only John Rahm, Cameron Young, and Rory McElroy are better than Brendan Steele off the tee this season. He is an absolute smash play. Two top tens in his last three starts. Like everything about him this week, other than he doesn't know the golf course, tends to be a course horse a little bit, and that he he shows up to the same places. Year after year, and plays well at the same places. If he can get his head around, hey, this place is pretty cool, and I like it, I'm going to play well, watch out. He's going to have a really good week. How about the 7,000s, Len?
2: Yeah, yeah, I'm looking to a bunch of guys here because I could see myself avoiding the the top of rung. Uh, you know, uh, I, I did want to say quickly about Tagalog, what you were saying. I mean, I didn't know about the back injury, but he just seemed so primed for this week. Um you know, had a good week last week, 12 straight cuts. He's played a lot of golf, 20 tournaments uh, already this year. I, I'm just looking at the gala as he looks too good to be true, like it could be like a trap game in the NFL type of thing. But that said, Brendan Todd, 7,700. Yeah, he's my guy. Yeah, this is not a short course. I always like him on the short courses. But he's only 7,700. I really would have thought we would have seen him in the 8,000s. Maybe he's 7,700 because it is a long course. But he's fourth on tour, uh, sixth on tour in driving accuracy, third in putting. I think he can, you know, make a dent, even though he'll be hitting from far back uh, on this course. Emiliano Grillo uh, in the line of ball strikers like Steele and Laird, really great off the tee, not a great putter. He was third here two years ago, so he can get it done. 32nd in driving accuracy. Had a good week a few weeks ago at the John Deere. Grayson Sig making a run at the top 125. He's 126 now. He's made three straight cuts. Two of them uh, top 30s. He also had a top 20, uh, top 25 on tour in bogey avoidance. And I like him. And Tom Hoagie. When Ooh. I saw the Tom Hoagie, someone had tweeted about Tom Hoagie and said he was $7,100. I go, well, that's got to be a mistake. Tom Hoagie's a top 50 golfer. Have but you talked last time he made a cut? <laughs> he's not made a cut since the PGA, but I don't know, yeah. he's from North Dakota. This is sort of a home game for him, uh, close uh anyway, he is you know, they were all really tough fields he was in. Majors and 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 Memorial and the Scottish Open. Uh so not you know, that's not nothing that you miss six straight cuts, but I'm willing to take a flyer on a top 50 golfer at $7,100 in this field uh, that he will uh, get to the weekend and and maybe a whole lot more.
1: Yeah, there is the narrative that since there's no North Dakota event, this is essentially his uh, hometown, home region event this week. So I get that. I What's funny is I like a lot of the guys in the 7,000s land, and I'm not sure if it's any of the same guys as you have. So <laughs> I, I'm going to be talking about a bunch of different players here. I've got a half dozen on my list. Starts with Chris Goddard. Was 7,900 this week, uh, the kid who won the Haskins Award this year, he's already played five events as a pro, he's made three cuts. He contended at the John Deere, finished top five that week. Adam Svensson, the Canadian, is 7,600. He's got a lot of games is a kid who contended a few weeks ago as well. Emiliano Grillo is starting to play better, had a runner-up finish at the John Deere, also had a top three finish here a couple of years ago at this very course. I like that convergence of history and form. Wyndham Clark, if he gets that sleep out of the way, because he played not only at the Open, but the Scottish Open the week before. He's hitting the ball really well. always love his combination of he drives it well and he putts it well. That's a nice combo right there. I especially like him for round one showdown lineups, but I like him for the entire week at 75. Bo Hosler, little bit of a hunchy play there. He's been up and down this season, but I do think that he has the talent to win in this type of field at 7,200. And my last guy in the 7,000s, a guy who contended out of nowhere for a couple of days at the U.S. Open last month and since then has a few top 25 finishes, really looks like a more confident golfer, and that's Callum Taron at 7,000. I really like Callum Taron this week. So I will be hitting the 7,000 range pretty hard this week, which means I'm probably not dipping down into the 6,000s too much but I know you love finding some bargains there. Who are you looking at here, Len?
2: Yeah, I feel, well, I feel the people who read me, they they need to hear at least some choices in the 6,000s if they want to go up top. I want to give them some options, but you're right. it, it It's kind of slim pickings this week. Austin Cook, 6,700. Uh, He's made five straight cuts, not all of them. These last few cupcake events, he made it at the Canadian. He was, uh, well, he made it at the Travelers anyway. That was a a good field. 14th on tour in in driving accuracy this season. Vaughn Taylor at uh, 6,600 considering. And all the way down at the bottom, uh, Aaron Badley. Hard to believe Aaron Badley is 41 years old now. He's been around forever He's spending time on both tours, the PGA Tour and the Corn Ferry. He's made six straight cuts, two of them PGA, four Corn Ferry, except that he did miss it the six straight before the Barracuda last week. Um, you know, he used to be one of the great putters. He's played well here in the past. He's made the cut the past two years. We know his putter can get hot. You're going to need to make some birdies this week. Uh, he's the best of the bunch for me under 6,500.
1: All right, I, I am not going too far down the list here, but I've got four plays in the 6,000s. Starts with Justin Lauer, who's played some really good golf so far the last couple of weeks. He's a Midwest kid, grew up in Ohio. They're in Minnesota, I get. They're not right next to each other, but still should be some familiar territory, familiar terrain for Justin Lauer this week. Brandon Matthews already has his PGA Tour card locked up for next season. He's been playing Corn Ferry. When I say this kid is long, I mean, he's so long that he often leaves driver in the locker room because it's too much club for him. I hope he takes it out, uses it as a weapon this week. I'm telling you, he makes Bryson DeChambeau and Cameron Champ looks like they're uh, Fred Funk off the tee because he can absolutely mash it out there. I want to see him unleashed and should be playing with no pressure on him. Look, he's going to get his PGA Tour card no matter what, whereas some of these guys are fighting to keep their cards. He's like, hey, I'll go out there and play on the tour for a week trying to make good paycheck, trying to get some points. Austin Cook at 6,700. You mentioned him. He's been playing well. And then one guy, I know, like you said, you always find a guy less than 65. How about Paul Barjan, the, the Frenchman at 6,400? He's at least up there on the driving stats. Again, another one, strokes gained off the team. He's got pretty good numbers. The results aren't great, but if you really want to spend up and then take a shot, on a low price player that you're trying to wedge into your lineup, I think Barjan could be a different, a decent play there. I've had some of my PGA Tour radio cohorts who have watched him play out on the course. They say, This guy's really good. He's got a lot of game. It hasn't happened for him yet, but they do like Barjon's game. All right, as we do every week, Len, let's get into making our lineup six spots on DraftKings, 50000 to spend.
0: Want to be a DFS millionaire? You're just one lineup away. We're going to go nose to nose with him. And you're going to play better than you ever dreamed of. Because, God damn it, that's what I demand of you. So let's get drafting. You're
1: up first. Where are you going?
2: I'm still getting over your lovely pronunciation of the, the Frenchman. You know, I, I, there's a lot of guys I don't pick just because I can't pronounce their names. It really almost cuts the field in half for me. It makes it much oh, harder. Sure.
1: Or yeah. Jean would be bad. I, I didn't give it the full French, but yeah, I did take French nice. in high school. So. Very, nice.
2: very nice. Um, Yeah, I don't think I'm going to go too high. I, I mean, I'm going to go. I really think that um uh, of the top guys, Davis Riley is at the top of my list. He had been playing a lot of golf. He had played six weeks out of seven after the Travelers. He was so gassed, he skipped the John Deere when he knew that would cost him any shot at the Open Championship. Once he he was he was in the John Deere field and withdrew and, you know, he could have been one of the top three guys to get a, to get a berth, But he didn't. And, you know, I'm sure he would have loved to have been at the open, but he's well rested now. One of the top guys in the field right now. The tour championship started today. He'd be in it. Uh, Davis Riley, nine thousand. I like that play. I'm totally on
1: board with that. And I am also going to spend some money because I think we have so many bargains down, at least in the 7,000s, if not the high sixes, that uh, let's spend some money right off the top and not worry too much about uh, the repercussions later. And I'm going to go with the guy right above him on the list, Maverick McNeely, like I said, super high floor. And the, the more DFS I play, the more I'm realizing, I don't mind spending up for a floor guy. Um, we usually tend to think of spending up in terms of, hey, if I'm putting – if I'm going to put a guy who's 9,300 in my lineup, I want to make sure he can win this week. I'm okay with – I'm going to put a guy who's 9,300 in the lineup, and I'm pretty sure – look, we're not. it's never a guarantee, but I'm pretty sure that Maverick McNeely is top 20 this week. Now, he might be first. He might win this thing. He might be 19th. I don't know where in that top 20 he's going to be, but I'm okay with spending up just to get that at least almost guarantee of what I think is coming from McNeely. Yeah.
2: Yeah we he's another guy who could win and where, you know, he hasn't won and we know it's coming and it'll happen at some point. And um, why, why not this week? Um, I'm going into the 7,000s here. I'm looking at my sevens, you know, I'm going to go with Grayson Sig at 7,200. Uh, he had missed five straight cuts uh, a few months back. And like I said, now he's made three in a row uh, and one of them was the top 20. That was at the Deer, uh, which I'm not dismissing because this field is every bit as bad or pretty close, not quite as bad as the John Deere, but but pretty bad. And he's 126, so he's right there. He's got a lot to play for to keep his card. 58th on tour in greens and regulation. Uh, that's what I'm looking for this week. In this field, 58th doesn't sound so great, but in this field, that would get you in the Hall of Fame. So uh, Grayson Sig at $7,200.
1: We've got some money to spend here still, but I am going to save us some. I'm looking at the mid-7,000 range where there's three guys I really like. There's Adam Svensson. I think he's a really nice play. Wyndham Clark, the only thing I'm really worried about is coming off two weeks in Scotland. Emiliano Grillo missed the cut at the Open Championship. Maybe that's a blessing in disguise. He gets to come over here. We we know about his ball striking. Tita Green, he is very good. He's an above-average PGA Tour player comes down to the putter for him. I'm willing to take a shot from, for 7,600 that Grillo's putter gets a little hot this week. Uh, the results sort of remind me, Len, and, and I'm not getting too far ahead of myself, but uh, on a lesser level sort of remind me of Tommy Fleetwood. Tommy Fleetwood was trying to regain the level he'd been at a few years ago. There were a lot of, like, good but not great results. All of a sudden, fifth of the PGA Championship, fourth of the Scottish – Fourth this past week at the open championship, and he's sort of reached that higher level. I think Grillo, you look at his his numbers, you look at his results recently, and it's sort of the same. Again, on a lesser level, he's not the same type of player as Tommy Fleetwood, but the results have been getting there. He's getting a little bit better. I know he missed the cut last week, but it's slowly building towards something. And I like the fact that I think we're catching him on the upswing, not the downswing.
2: Excellent point. Excellent point. Um what it sounds like we have a lot of money left. I'm not doing the math here. 8450 per man. All right. I may go uh, a, a little bit uh, above that, um, not much. And that would be 8600 for Adam Long. He's done it on this course. He's done it on this course. He's accurate off the tee and a very good putter. And, you know, and that obviously will work on this course. It's a little more stress on your iron game. But um, he's playing well. He's played here before. Let's go with Adam Long at 86. I see what he did here, Len.
1: That's very sneaky of you. Very sly. (laughs) Look, you set me up, and I'm just going to take it right off the platter that you set me up on. But we have 8,300 left. and 8,300 is Brendan Steele. Yes, I don't know if you can see it because it's an audio podcast, not visual. But I've got his... Uh, Bib hanging up right behind me from when I caddied for Steely a few years ago, as I mentioned earlier, texted with him this morning, told him, hey, this could be a really good course for you. He's fourth in strokes gained off the tee this season, driving it so well. In his last three starts, ninth of the PGA Championship, 10th at the Memorial, 25th of the Travelers. All three of those, by the way, had a a big-time field and big-time players who are in it. This one does not. If he plays the same way, this could be a top five, if not better, for Brendan Steele. So I'm throwing him into the lineup, and there it is. Grillo, Long, McNeely, Riley, Sig, Steele.
2: What do you think of that one? Yeah, I'm I'm glad we didn't go too high there. Uh, There's questions about all of those guys up there. And uh, so often, as we see in these weaker fields where it's the top guys, the few top guys are so enticing that very rarely do do they pan out. So uh, I like what we did here.
1: Yeah, I think that's a pretty good lineup, too. I can't wait to get into this 3M Open. Look, everyone was fired up for the Open Championship last week, but these are the weeks when you can get a little edge. Everyone knows Rory McIlroy. Everyone knows Cameron Smith. They all know the big names. Not everyone knows. You got to do your homework on a week like this. So hopefully we've helped you start to do that homework there. Remember, you can listen to Our podcast every single week, links and locks. Find us wherever you find your favorite podcast. Listen, rate, download, subscribe every single week. For Len Hochberg, I'm Jason Sobel. Good luck with your DFS lineups for this week's 3M Open. Here's hoping you hit the green.